Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Janet Namaste, and I'm here to help you awaken your hidden talents and gifts that you're destined to share with the world. So whether you're brand new to meditation, healing, regression, or well into your spiritual journey, this podcast will bring you the clarity that your heart has been seeking. You will hear beautiful and powerful stories from world-renowned healers and global change makers that will inspire you as you journey through your destined path. Join me as we dive in together. Hello, hello, and welcome back. It is a great honor to share this space with you. I'm Janet, and this is a pod where... um, authenticity, realness, spirituality, energetics, and um, love is shared. So I get the great privilege to spend the next hour and change with one of the most incredible women in the world, (laughs) if not the universe, to be completely candid with you. But before I tell you a little bit about her. I wanted to share, and before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to share what I am offering, like I do every single year in the beginning of the year, to set everyone up with a blank slate, incredible fertile soil so we can create miracles in the new year. And what I do every single year is called something called the Vision Quest. And this has been going on for decades upon centuries with different shamanic rituals and in even in family rituals where we get to press the reset. And as you know, we're energetic beings and we are very influenced by the exterior, the macrocosm. But when we realize that what the programming, what's deep inside of us is actually creating our external reality, despite of what is happening and other people's fears and um, their programming and what they're pushing onto us. We are creating our own lives. We have that capability of making and living our best life into our highest potential always. And it has to do with the choices that we make. It has to do with our creative ability of seeing our greatness and being able to utilize the tools that have been there within, that's innate, and just fine-tuning. So you get to go into and step into the greatest doors of your destiny. So 2023 is a year of huge transitions. There are going to be many changes, of course. And life the way that we know it, as you know, it's evolving in such a high pace, such a fast pace. And knowing the key dates, the cosmic major players and how it relates to us personally will help us all navigate this epic time in history. As you know, a couple of years ago, right? Life the way we know it, things shifted. But it's not of doom. It's not of us living in fear. It's actually of us stepping and opening up our hearts and being a great inspiration for all. So 2023 is a year of truly of listening to the voice of your own spiritual GPS. It's not just about the right timing, but actually 
every single moment knowing that is the right timing. There's no better time than now for you to declare what you truly desire and go into the threshold of your dharmic path. Because if not now, then when? So on January 15th at 1 p.m. Eastern, I'm inviting you all to please take advantage of the Vision Quest 2023, where we will guide you every single month. You'll know the energy of the particular month, the energetics. You'll know how your own particular soul essence and how you'll we'll get into numerology as well and how by understanding the energetics, how you can really learn how to navigate through with happiness, with flow, instead of feeling restricted. And we will get into sacred healing channeled meditations, we'll be clearing, we'll be setting new goals and pathways. And this is something where you can always go back into the portal. When I say into the portal, I'm not speaking the energetic portal. <laughs> Somewhere in outer space, I'm speaking about an actual computer technological portal where it's called Kajabi. You can go in there and um, it'll be on the entire masterclass will be there throughout the year so you can navigate through. You can, If you're going through something in the middle of the year in June, you'll just go back to June and you'll get it. You'll do the meditations. You'll have full advantage of understanding how your own numerological vibratory blueprint, what is the best way to navigate through each specific month, which is incredible. You'll, it's really like of, of learning the art of manifestation, like exponentially. So you can really learn how to not even learn. This is something that you already know. So I'm just here to awaken what you already know inside in a very nurturing, practical, spiritual, and magical way. So I would love to now introduce this incredible guest today. This is a the, one of the most amazing honor that I get to share space with this incredible human being. Her name is Rhonda Vatiri, and Rhonda and I met about, I, I would say about a decade ago. And you know when you first meet someone and your eyes meet, there's this rem remembrance, there's this connection, it's just a knowing, there's a trust that, that is there, there is a feeling of home. And that's how I felt when Rhonda and I connected many years ago. And we, since that moment, we've kept in touch and she has gone and lived probably in, I don't know how many countries since then, <laughs> how many global movements and how many hearts that she inspired from that moment of our meeting. So she is um, spending this next hour with us, inspiring us, sharing her story and by all means, I know that you're going to love her as much as I do. She is a seasoned C-suite executive. She's a passionate global leader in technology. She is recognized as one of the most powerful women in technology and a two-time author. And her mission on this planet is to empower and inspire others through sport and STEAM, which is science, technology, engineering, art, math, medical. 
She is a kindred spirit. She's an athlete. She applies this mental model in and out of her office. She guides and so many and leads so many of these beautiful souls and children and Navy SEALs and so many students and global executives just by leading with example, her ability to listen, her ability to respect and be respected, her honor of human spirit and being able to be what I call, I think she's the ultimate alchemist and the most amazing dream weaver. You know, there is no dream small or big enough for her. Whatever it is, she's like, we will do it. She She's incredible. You know, any ceiling, she'll break through it. Any goal, she'll hit it. But the way that she does it is through amazing team leading of connecting people. And it's not just of the mental capacity of what I see of like how matchmakers, how they do it for couples where they're like, oh, this is the similar interest. It's deeper than that. It's personality. It's being able to read the room. It's being able to read the energy. It's being able to assess and vision, vision, you know, being an incredible visionary, seeing what the results may be, seeing it. She's incredible, just absolutely incredible. Her mentorship, I, I could speak, I could speak just for about her membership, about that particular topic for maybe few hours at least. She's a dynamic leader. She is constantly training for and competing in events. Over 92 events, by the way, so far, okay? By the time you probably hear this next week, she'll do 100. <laughs> she's, she's been part of triathlons, half marathons, Ironman, which is a 70.3 mile triathlon in one single day. It's a race that consists of a 1.2 mile swim, a 56 mile, mile bicycle ride, and a marathon, which is 13.1 mile run. And in 2022, she organized and rode in something called a race across America. And this is a 3,070 mile bike race across the country. And it is for a cause. It wasn't just of, you know, for the sake of thinking this is a goal and I'm going to hit it. Everything she does, the foundation has to do with intention, heart-based centered work, and really of standing in integrity of her greatness and other people's greatness. She's incredible. So without further ado, may your hearts be inspired. May your ears listen to this beautiful sound of her voice. And if you're watching it, just enjoy the magic. Enjoy the show. And until next time, I'll see you on the other side. Rhonda Vatiri, welcome. Thank you, Janet. I'm honored to be here. And you look gorgeous as always. So do you. So do you. I'm merely your mirror. You're my mirror. Wow. And that's a beautiful mirror. <laughs> you're beautiful. Thank you. But I'm so I'm so happy that we're finally connecting. You know, like um, when we first met, I think it was like about 10 years ago. Could it be like about a decade? Yes. Um, Can you believe it? Yeah, it's really, it's, it's unreal. But when two people are meant to meet, when they connect, when it's genuine, it's like time is relative. We, 
you know, the universe has, has a way of bringing like-minded souls back and it doesn't matter how much time has gone by, you know, so it's, it's such an honor to be here with you today. So within those 10 years, can you please, <laughs> please tell me what you have been up to and your journey and um, since, the, since the last time I saw you? Oh, gosh, you know, well, it feels like since we've kept in touch, I saw you recently, but it is a whirlwind, right? Life is a vortex. It really, really is. So when you ask me to sit there and think about the last 10 years, that's, it's like, okay, stop, pause. What have I been doing since working at Estee Lauder, um, working in the corporate world, which I haven't stopped and focused on building high performance teams living around the world, Janet. Um, But I've been focused on the last couple of years, very, and this was my word this year, intentional, we can get into that, giving back while working. So STEM through sports, I've been very focused in on um, because what is STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math through movement of sports, because I believe even though I'm in technology, folks need role models to show how to give back as well. And what more to do it through sports and making a difference in people's lives. And I've been very focused on that. I always have, but last couple of years since I've seen you, it's probably amped up even more because I just, I just, I feel like I'm the conduit to make people's dreams come true. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it and quietly been doing that. No, you are. You've been such an inspiration in my life as well. You know, just just how there's nothing, no mountain high enough, no road long enough, not even the 76.5 miles or whatever it may be of the triathlons that you've that you have raced and you've competed in. Um, it just seems that whatever goals that you put out there you know, step by step and through that mindful intention, it gets you there. But did you always have that urge and that that awakening when you were a child? Did you already, did you know that you were going to be one of the trailblazers for young women and actually young men? Like, was it always something that you always wanted to do was to bring people together and unite them? Because you're an incredible matchmaker, by the way, you really are. Thank you, Janet. Thank you for saying that. I'm honored that you said that and you recognize that you have such a gift. Um, And thank you. So when I was little, I think because I came from nothing and I had to work since I was 12, Janet, I just remember that everyone has their moment, whether whether they know it or not in their childhood, which pushes you either way, bad or good. (laughs) You have a moment. You have to go back and reflect on that. And especially as you grow older in life. So my moment was when I was little, I just knew my mom said, if you want it, you have to work for it. And I'm like, Janet, no one helped me. So I knew growing up and going into the work environment, working since I was 12, I'm like, gosh, darn it. I need to help more people. There's not anyone helping. So I, I said to myself, I made a quiet promise to myself, Janet, if I... If and when, I always say positively, make it, I'm going to help others. No matter what's in my heart, I'm going to lead with joy and happiness. I I know what it's like to just keep on being scrappy and doing what you need to do with keeping your morals, right? Not deviating from your moral compass, which is important. So yes, I did have that. And I'm just, I'm dedicated to helping others in all facets of life. Doesn't matter where they are in the world, whatever. I'm just, I'm just happy to help and see that difference. 
What was your first job when you were 12 years old? I was also working since I was 12. I came from nothing as well. But what was your first job? A paper route. Did you ride a bicycle? <laughs> did you swim across town? And then did you... Paper out. And then I had several others, a junior lifeguard. Then I was swimming. Um, America Red Cross. But yes, no, I, I didn't. But I swam back then, Janet. I was, I, I'm a swimmer at heart. So I did swim. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, with your paper out on top of your head, right? But no, but that's, it's, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. I mean, so you, so you were delivering newspapers, right? Yes. Can you believe it? I don't talk about that a lot because a lot of people don't ask me. But you're delivering the news. You're delivering of what was what's printed back there. And that's similar. That's exactly it seems like, you know, like they, they say whatever toys you play with or whatever you pretend, you know, when we were younger, we didn't have even though you're you're a mogul in technology now, we didn't have all that technology growing up. Right. When we when we were younger. So we really had to use our imagination. So playing make-believe or whatever it was, like, it's like you, it's, they, they usually say whatever character you are embodying as a child or whatever toys you're playing in later on, that's what we are becoming because that's who we are. Right. Right. So that's, that's kind of cool. That since age, age 12, you know, delivering the news and now you're delivering the news to not only corporations, but to different continents. Yes. It's no longer in your realm of where did you grow up in Virginia? Virginia. Yes. 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 In Virginia. And I'm, I'm so honored that and happy I grew up there and I'm, I'm happy Janet, we didn't grow up with technology. I really am. I I think that because I've been able to innovate, create as technology rolled out, but remember the notes we had to write, we had to speak to people. And I think that's helped me be the human. I know it has that that we are that you and I can connect and and you don't take a message sent is never a message received these days on this on this technology. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then what was it that you aligned? Like what was it like that pivot that made you say this is what I was meant to be doing? What aligned you with your purpose? Well, I was always a swimmer, so I always had sports in my wheelhouse. But as I grew into corporate jobs, I had to give that up as well because I was so focused on working. But as I was working around the world, I think I, w- I did wake up one day in London, one day in India, and I said, I just want to help people. I'm working so hard. What do we need to do to help people? And I just kept asking and, and being very mindful about it. And that meant one day taking a field trip to an orphanage with with the company I was at and bringing the whole team. And we adopted kids, Janet, and it just grew and grew and grew. So it's been years in the making. It's not just, oh, I woke up six months ago. This has just been a part of life. And I try to, wherever we go in the workplace, I try to dedicate a half a day to giving back for the whole team. A half a day giving back to the team. Yeah. Yes. Whether it's orphanage, delivering something, it's very important. Get going to see something, taking time out of the schedule to see something iconic because you don't know the next time you're going to be where you are. You have to live in the moment and look at what happened exactly. with COVID. So many people during COVID were texting, oh my gosh, I'm glad we saw the Great Wall of China. I'm glad we you took us on 
you know, X, Y, and Z for what I call cultural immersion, because we don't know when we'll get that back. And if we ever will. That's so true. Cultural immersion. I love that. I call it a class trip. (laughs) 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 Cultural immersion. I mean, that's, that's really just, that's, it's bringing that, what we think is such a vastness in globe in, in the globe. It's just bringing people together that we're actually very much the same. Mm-hmm. You know, we do, we definitely have cultural differences, absolutely of our upbringing and we have to respect that. But ultimately the common denominator is love and acceptance, right? You know, and you radiate that in everything that you do with honor, by the way, with honor, which I love that. I love that um, so much. Do you feel that like if you knew earlier, like, you know, I feel like you did know more like earlier than most people have wanted you, how you wanted to approach life of giving back of how it can help people. But was, was that a gradual process for you or did that happen during college or where, um, or later on when you started your first job after university? I knew it when I was that girl delivering newspapers I didn't know how I was going to get there, Janet. I didn't know. I I could see the vision and I just knew that there was more to life because I guess no one helped me. And I just wanted, I didn't want anyone else to suffer that way. I would say suffer badly. I'm just, I want to help. If I can help someone and reach down people that want to be helped, right? There's a difference. Let's, let's put that out there. Big, Big difference. And there's givers and takers. We all know that, but there's a big, big difference on people that take a gift of an opportunity and a solid, pure heart. And I just didn't see many of them growing up. So I just was like, gosh, darn it. Why can't there be more genuine people? And I just wanted to change that. And, and, and you see in Cape town and Africa, India, India came full circle. I didn't know 20 years ago, I would be back with, I can, I will Academy or helping be the global ambassador. I hoped one day, but I had no idea, Janet, that happened just what last this October, two months, yeah, not even two months I, ago. I know. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, you have a park that they named of your honor, which is which is incredible. Tell me a little bit more of that ICANN Academy, because this seems like it's going to be the next MIT, right? Yes, which our is- goal for that oh. university is to be the next international um, MIT, USTM. It's in India. The I Can I Will Academy, Jan, is for the underprivileged. It's it's intentional, medical, sleep, health, wellness, education, the whole campus. It's it's huge. The biodiversity park, I was honored for that, all about sustainability. That came full circle. And I did not know going over that that was going to happen. I knew the global ambassador, the board, but I did not know all of that. So I, w- I had tears of joy that the work came full circle impacting the next generation and the, the professors as well. I can't lose sight of, it's not just the younger generation, but it's everyone. And I have another meeting on it tomorrow, actually. So um, it comes full circle and I'm honored to have, have that and help. I just want to help. That's incredible. And what is your role that you're going to be um, doing there? I'm the global ambassador. I'm, I'm on their board. So it's all for mm-hmm. STEM. Science, technology, engineering, and math, getting the right professors, the build out of the college. We did the foundation ceremony. We, you saw me throw the concrete. Yes. Uh, yes. 
that was our role to show we're building the foundation just like life. You have to start. Let's build a solid foundation before the walls go up. So that was very pivotal, especially in that culture. You talk about cultural immersion. Um, that's that was very we were we were in it and the educational curriculum, building that out, building at the school, bringing awareness, helping kids. Um, it's just a whole gamut of it. It's not one, no pun intended, one swim lane. It's amazing. What do you do like in terms of the mindset? Because mindset is so important in everything that you do, being, you know, a philanthropist, an influencer, public speaker, triathlete. I mean, all these things, the mindset is so important. What do you do to prepare yourself like to go before, like, what does your day look like? Put it that way. What is the day in the life of Rhonda Vittieri? Oh, you're so nice, Deanna, to ask. Well, I look at the, I would say, so it's Monday now. We're on 12-12 noon. It's, yes. We're seeing it so pivotal. And I look at it. So Mondays, I, I look at it Saturday, even though it's scheduled and I start prepping my mind. I will go in the pool. I'm, I'm working out in the morning. I, I hit the ground running at 6 a.m., if not 5 a.m., uh, diving in the pool. Literally, it snowed this morning, so I had no, I couldn't run, so I had to swim. Um, and then, but my mindset is athletics first. I do check my phone before going in the pool. So my mindset, I scan it, and then I go work out. I come back, and every hour is scheduled, Janet. Um, every hour is back-to-back, very I do have mindful breaks. I want to say that very mindful. So today is all about um, focusing on preparing, giving like speaking to you 2023 business. This was very important to me because we were trying to connect for a while, but it's very back to back. It's very back to back and everything is intentional. If I don't have an agenda, I'm not going to show up to a meeting either, Janet. It's I think that is one of the things as well and a, a work meeting a giving back meeting, very, very focused. I'm very focused. So that's how I plan it. And I start sending messages out 24 hours or my assistant does, hey, what's going, what is this? Tell us, unless I know what's happening, then I don't have to be that rigid. It's coming prepared, you know, like as, you know, and I, by the way, I love this book. Congratulations. (laughs) Grit and grind. And by the, and, and look at, I mean, the makeup. <laughs> That's cow manure and fertilizer. I know. This is, I cannot believe you have manure on your face. When yeah, this is, I mean, this is, but this is, you've, you've gone through it. You've seen it all. And when I started reading this, and it's the 10 principles for living an extraordinary life. Um, this is, so important, I think, for young people to read, for people that are going through um, a big transition in their life, because what you teach and what your message is, is so authentic. And, and what I got from it, be- besides it being so, um, so true, is that you have to learn how to pivot, Mm-hmm. And that in itself is what where evolution and where the soul's growth can actually like you could plant the seed and it grows a little bit, but it's don't get attached too much to that because 
just give it love and then you have to pivot and it it's it's extraordinary like tell me a little bit about um how this came about how grit and grind and i i told you i want to add and grace and gorgeous and glamorous <laughs> and you. grateful um, for it tell me how this was born Oh, Janet, that's a labor of love. So that is my second book. The Dummies book is a technology book. So people were tapping me saying, what is your next book? And Janet, that was years in the making. I didn't tell anyone. Everyone got the invitation at the same time because I didn't want to put pressure, undo pressure when I, you know, on myself for a deadline. You know how that is. I take deadlines seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to release it on March the 5th, my mom's birthday very intentional. Um, So we did that. And it came out of years in the making. Those stories in there were actually very hard for me to write down. That's my heart. There was... Oh, go ahead. After you, please. No, no, go for it. There was one story where it was almost like of almost getting kidnapped. Mm -hmm. And um, I have a confession, you know, to, to tell you, but... That is one of my greatest fears, right? I don't know if it's a past life thing or something that is ever getting like abducted in a foreign country and not, and here you are, even like you have to really trust and have faith. Even when you get on the plane, you have to have faith and you have to have, you have to be focused in what it is you do. And here you are in a foreign country, um, which that language is not your your first language, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know if this is something you want to speak about or go into it, but but this is you really are very raw in, in this. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so much if you don't want to go into it in this, then I think everyone should get their copy and really read about it. But um, it really hit home because it transcended my own fear mm-hmm. of stepping out of my comfort zone and knowing that your mind and your will, right, and your faith will help overcome even the bad guys, in a sense. Right. That was was frightening, you know, that was frightening. It was frightening. And I love the word transcend, number one. I think we can get into that. That That was a pivotal moment in my life. I wouldn't be sitting here, quite frankly. You have those moments. And it is raw. Thank you for saying it's raw, Janet, because that was... Those all those stories are are raw. The the weapons going off in the DMZ when that was happening, and I was I had no no idea coming up that was happening. Um, but that story is raw because I was young, naive in another in in India. Let's talk about you know shoe shopping. My hands were full of bags, and I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was just walking out of the store and guess what? I will never have my one hand. I will always have something to punch back from. Yeah. I learned very quickly to, def- you know, defend myself um, in a different way, but that was mental fortitude. Yes. And I was scared. If someone says they're not scared when that happens, then something's wrong. But that was all mind over matter. And thank God for the grace of God, someone came and, and, um, and stopped it. Let's put it that way, because I would have been in in that car in the truck, um, gone. I know, 
I know. And the thing is, is that your mind, it's, it's the, the fortitude of your mind. And what I admire, I mean, I admire so much about you, but what I admire most is it's, it's interesting the way that I do my destiny programs, all these things, it's reverse engineering, right? And that's the way that I, I see the way that you do, like um, you process even businesses of like reverse engineering, where do we want, what is the outcome that you want to achieve? And then let's bring it up a notch from there. This is, let's bring it up a notch and you reverse engineer. But what I love about you is that most, okay, not that we want to like put you in a category, absolutely not. Everyone is unique and you are definitely like a star, a unique shining star. A lot of people, they start with sports, with being an athlete first, right? Especially when we, quote unquote, have our youth in our teenage years. And, and you were an athlete. You were, you were swimming. Um, and then throughout our 20s, like they, if they are professional athletes, like in football, the NFL or, you know, basketball, the NBA, whatever it may be. And then later on, when they retire, then they become the entrepreneur, the business, if they choose to, right? Mm -hmm. Or then they're like, okay, what am I going to do now that I'm retired? Because the body, our body is a vessel, right? And if you don't take good care of it, mind, body, spirit, spiritual nutrition, regular nutrition, um, the body at a certain age starts saying, sending us signals, take care of me. But when we're younger, there's more elasticity, there's more flexibility, but what you did, which I love and admire, is that although in your teenage years you were an, you were an athlete, absolutely, you then built out a, an incredible career that you aligned it with your passion and purpose. And then you said, you know what, I'm going to become an athlete. And it's not becoming, it's just, it's who you are. It's being, mm -hmm. it's being Rhonda. So tell me a little bit. It's really like the reverse engineering of how normally what the norm does, but you definitely are not the norm. You are the extraordinary. So, so tell me you. a little bit about that journey. Thank you. So Thank are you. you. That I means a lot you. from you. Thank you so much, Rhonda. You are, Jan. I want to get into how you start. You did my first breathing. I haven't forgotten that. Everyone needs to know. My first meditation was with Janet. Um, you're amazing. Thank you for saying that, Janet. Um, you know, I, it's it's interesting to reflect on that because I was so passionate about I had to give up my swimming early on to work and go through school that I knew I wanted to come back to my athletics, the mindset, Janet, somehow. And the more stress my jobs got, I needed an outlet when I landed from all this crazy travel. So I would run. I would have meetings on the treadmill at 4 a.m. And people got accustomed to that. And that was before health and wellness was a thing. Right. So, and I pride myself on it because I've always lived a, try to live a healthy life. Um, but I got back into sports. And as soon as I got back into the pool, Janet, that's when I started the triathletes, triathlons, the 70.3s, which is a 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike, and a 13.1 mile run all back to back. I've done 92 races this to my, oh my I have 92 medals upstairs and I'm proud to be back to my athletics because of the mindset, the community, the giving back, the pivoting. If you can't pivot in an Ironman or a race, 
I bring that into the workplace as well. That's I think yes. that's one of the cadence. I'm just let's go, let's make decisions, let's move, let's keep going, just pushing through everything, Janet. So I brought that mindfulness from the corporate and my athletics, and I'm I'm all about combining them, and that's why I'm so focused on STEM through sports with the with everyone to be a healthy, clearer mm-hmm. mindset and be very, very intentional. Because if you are not intentional in a race, you will get killed. I mean, we just raced across America on a bike and. The majority of my ride was at night and you had to be very, very focused with lack of sleep. Wow. That, um, how many miles was that for the race across America? That was 3,070 miles, but we had a detour, which added 12. So it's usually 3,070 miles on a bike, team of us, eight of us. And we did it in eight days, seven hours and 55 minutes this year. Wow. Yes. But I mean, what goes through your mind said like mm-hmm. when when it's the middle of the night, the temperature, I mean, were you were you biking through rain and storms and yes. um Yes. I mean, so what goes through what is it with your I mean, I'm a hypnotherapist and by the way, not to pivot I had no idea that I was your first, like um, when the that you the first person that you meditated with. That's yes, un, that's unbelievable, and that's when it was avant garde. I mean, I've been doing this for twenty something years, bringing mindfulness and hypnotherapy and all those things. So that's that's such an honor. Thank you for for bringing that up. I had no idea that you know. <laughs> so. So going back, what goes through your mind? Like what was like, I mean, after like when, when it, let's say it starts pouring rain, tell me mm. a little bit about that. And you're, you're on that bike. Yes. With the wind in Kansas, literally, and it's raining. Yeah. It, it was, you have to, you pound everything out. It's the mental fortitude. I was thinking about my childhood, my dad, who I'm going to help next, all these things. And that's, I call it my active meditation. All these things were happening and I'm just focused on one, keeping straight, running through the rain. Your socks are wet. We have to change our socks when we get off our bike, not freezing to death, Janet. I mean, you don't stop. You're, it's a sprint relay and people go, but it's hard. So your mind needs to be clear and just focused and just processing something else. And I always do that during a race anyway. I do my best strategy thinking. And yes, you're my first one that actually sat me down and did a guided meditation. That was my first one in my life. I, I've always done it myself. Um, right. So you're the first one that helped me do that with Brenda and Kelly. Thank goodness for That's Brenda. Right. That's <laughs> right. With other powerhouse women, amazing women. <laughs> Absolutely. Um I mean, just just having that type of mindset, because the intention, of course, is important. Mm. But if we don't train our mind, then we're just going to hit walls all the time. So I love how you said that it's the act, the active, the active meditation, you know, like it's that's that's pretty that's pretty amazing. That is. And did you ever like um if, I mean, not that I want to focus on it, but I think it's important because we are, you know, we are pretty raw. We're honest. We're so authentic. Was there one point in your life where it was like, oh my God, I think I failed. And we learn, we learn through the greatest failures in our lives because we wouldn't be where we are today 
if it wasn't for that, right? And all of the obstacles and tribulations, is there one moment in your life where you're like, looking back now that that was the greatest gift when that door closed and you said, thank God that closed? Because at that moment, it didn't feel like that. But that was a pivotal, like, aha moment now looking back. I would say, yes, we all have those moments. And it's great to reflect on it and share them. Whether they're people, Janet, um, Mm -hmm. that the doors or you're just like, oh, my goodness, this person really is in my life. Just they didn't they were takers. They weren't, you know, really a part of the life. I'm like, okay, gone. Um, That's not the way it's going to be. At a company perspective, yes, when I had pencils thrown at me um, (laughs) in a board room, I was like, what is happening? And this was, gosh, years ago. It wouldn't be tolerated now. Let's just put it that way. And I was like, okay, um, I don't think the team failed. I'm all about the team. I don't think the team failed, but we'll take it for the team. We failed you. This was an investment banker. Um, I'm sorry you feel that way. And I got up and left Janet. Literally. And that was it. And I'm just like, this is not going to be tolerated in a nice way. It wasn't, I didn't throw pencils back. Um, and I always like to tell that story because, yeah, I mean, when someone tells you you're failed, you, you feel like you failed, right? I mean, it's like repetition, repetition. And it was the team. So, right. Yes, we felt like that. And he was entitled to his feelings. So yes, that was that was a moment in the career. And I think it's about fortitude and how to push through that. Absolutely. And as someone who's always like championed the empowerment of women, you've never been afraid to give some tough love when needed. Also, to love it. Yeah. I love it. If it's nice and objective, right? Of Just course. don't start cussing and yelling. And I don't I don't think anyone responds well to that or uh, no. you know, a narcissist behavior, but love, love that, Janet, because I love all the men in my life who've helped me in the career. Yes. I can't thank them enough. I'm gonna have lunch with one Wednesday and I can't thank him enough. Well, absolutely. But it's it's also one of like, you are a pioneer in like what we could call the men's field, right? The IT. I like back in the back in like, and I'm going to be I'm going to be um, aging myself here. But it's like, when the dot com boom, I also I, I worked in an all it, it was an all women's company, right? It was iVillage.com. Do you remember them? Oh wow, Janet! That's yeah. so cool. And I was—I um, don't know if you, I have a—I have a background in IT as well. <laughs> I have a degree in education and computer science, but um, and then obviously destiny pushes us into what we were meant to be doing, and it's helping others uncover their gift. I do it in my way, and you do it in yours, um, and it's beautiful. But it was a woman's company at that time. It was empowering um, women. And it was one of the first dot coms at that time, but it was run by all men, <laughs> which was which was very very inter- which was very interesting. But um, having someone like you that goes in there that isn't af- afraid of any type of this is who I am. You're not allowing you know gender or mm-hmm. any of that to ever like hinder you into showing your greatness. Tell me a little bit about that and the advice that you would give to women now that are going through something similar that um, perhaps 
they fear stepping into their power or saying, I'm not good enough for that. Mm -hmm. Or perhaps this is a field that had this type of culture. You broke the cultural, you know, like um, the viewpoint of what other people had. You really are that game changer. What advice would you give to these young women now that are in STEM, that all, you know, the, the people that are in India, and I want to speak about Africa in a moment, what advice would you say to those young, young women? I would say, Jana, don't be afraid. Get out of your comfort zone and let your results speak for itself. And I'm all about the performance because that is where you'll hear me talk about performance and results so much. And just let that speak for yourself and it'll come full circle. Yeah, because that's beautiful. But many, many young women, I know they're afraid of failure, especially now, like when we were younger, right? We were saying before we grew up without that technology, which was great. You needed actually to look at someone in their eyes when you speak, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that pen to paper, which I still, by the way, you know, mm -hmm. I still take those those kind of notes as well. I, it's not just in my in my phone, but it's 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 also like these young women that now with social media mm -hmm. feel like what is real, what's not real. Like there's such this there's a false facade of um perfection you know mm. there's a false facade of because you know yes get out of the way go out you know step out of your comfort zone but they there's this almost like they feel that well i can't do it it's that comparison because social media mm. is there in their ear in their face all the time yeah, it's it's one of those topics I love to talk about, Gina, and thanks for bringing up tech for good. I'm very intentional. Hopefully, if anyone follows, I'm, I try to educate. Mine's about education or different facets of life, not every day, you know, and I just want to make sure it's it's so raw that it's just, but, you know, some of those days, Jane, I've had, I'm in tech. I want to get off this. Um, but you know what? I said, you know what? I get these messages. You've inspired, you've empowered. And I'm like, okay, as long as it's tech for good, but the younger generation, that's why I'm so focused on, do they have a mentor? Who's guiding them? Who really is guiding them? Not their friends. Please. It's so sad, Janet, what's happened. And that's why I like to talk about mental health because it is tied to technology. Absolutely. I think it is mental health, you know, is the foundation of everything, right? Because the body does keep score. And I love how you give back to veterans and to um, wounded warriors and um, to those that, you know, people that risk their lives for the sake of a group, of a family, of a union, of, of a system, mm -hmm. right? Of a system to help for peace. Um but mental health is so important mindset um, because without that, I mean, it's um, anxiety. People are, are self-medicating. They don't mm -hmm. have, they feel they don't have an outlet, but um, tell me how you bring this into like your realm, your world. How do you bring mental health and weave it in into the, into team building and into giving back as well? Mm, great. Well, mental health, um, I make time for it every day for working out. So I think that's important. That's my outlet. Bottom line, that's my active meditation. 
on the calendar, I'll put mental health breaks for the whole team. Friday, I block out half the in the afternoon. When Zoom with with COVID hit, when when we were all on Zoom, yeah, I start blocking out time for mental health breaks. Thousands of people, Janet, they're like, what? The team was like, what? We've never had this. Well, guess what? If I'm a leader, I'm going to try. Now, if you take that gift or you don't, that's for you to deal with. If you want to work through your mental break. But as a leader, I'm going to lead by example. And Janet, I knew if I was feeling it, that everyone was feeling it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We get into the workplace and I give back to mental health um, through causes so I'm not just saying it, I'm doing it. And I think that's that's important in the executive world as well, because so many folks talk about stuff, but I've just utilized my sports because I'm passionate about it. And I said, you know what? Why am I show- I'm not just showing up to a race to do it. There's always something intentionally behind it to help something, someone, or a cause that people might just see a medal. And it's not, Janet. It's all about what's behind it that really is pushing to do that race in Tennessee or Texas or Africa or South Africa or Bahrain. There's always something. So I'm not out there just to, so people just do it to do it. That's not me. Right. Right. It's the intention behind it. It's the energy that you put in, not the, the amount of hours you could, you could put 50 hours into something and just half ass something, you know, pardon me, but then you could put in, half the time and do it with heart and you get, you get quality. Right. You know, my, and I think I mentioned to you in, in um, something personal about my daughter, my daughter was born blind, right. With a condition that was going to cause permanent blindness. And she's my miracle. She's now in university. And this was a child that really took me out of my comfort zone. Like she was the greatest gift, Right. Because if it wasn't for her, I would have never come out of the spiritual closet. I would have never mm-hmm. have gone out and done public speaking and teach mindfulness and meditation and, and all of this, you know, of, of what we call the quantum physics world, right? So here we are, this child that they said would never see miraculously and through medical and Eastern and Western medicine was able to, right? She had a couple surgeries and um, she's a beautiful, beautiful soul. And when she was younger, and I I know that this is something that is very dear to you. She said, I want to be in the NFL. (laughs) That is (laughs) two holes. Um, And she's a very feminine, like, you know, very petite girl. Um, And I said, Jules, you can't play tackle football. And in here where we're from, there wasn't at that time, there weren't any football, um, there weren't any girls football teams. So she was playing flag football with all the boys. Mm -hmm. And then I said to her, I said, Jules, maybe you should try dancing or, you know, gymnastics. She she even, she's a, she even got, um, she's a second degree black belt as well. Like really like a warrior. And And she said to me, no, don't make me something I'm not, mommy. I Mm. want to, I want to play football. I'm going to be in the NFL one day. I said, what are you talking about? But believe it or not, then that slowly but surely, this is, you know, they started having um, NFL flag 
and she started, she was competing and her and her team, it ended up being a girl's team. They, she was like one of the first pioneers and they were the first females. I don't know if I told you this, that went to Camden, Ohio and in the NFL hall of fame, they put their names there because they played on the field in the NFL. And this is a child who met it. And and this was since she was a young girl, it was about mindset. And since she was a young girl, we were meditating together. And since she was a young girl, there was, there was, although yes, you go through different things as when you're between 12 and 14, when you're going Mm -hmm. through puberty and self-identification and the bullying and all these other things of who am I? But that thing that is you, when you're born with something, that's incredible. That's your potential. But if yeah. you don't have that mental wellness and that mindset and the intention, then you can die without, you know, without showing the world your gift, you know? And it's like this dream, this gift, we came here to bring it out into fruition, to be an inspiration. And I think your story, your life in itself is the greatest gift. Like it's, it is so inspiring and of how you are consistent, your triumphs, your, and your failures that you bring out and you're so honest about, but your will to tell everybody your story, to share and to be so authentic. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It inspired me. And even throughout me raising my child, Besides the, even when we met 10 years ago, you were always there. I was always watching you. I was always inspired by you. I was always supporting. Really, it was, it was true. The connection was always there. So the mental wellness and the awareness and the intention, it's, we, we cannot reach our highest potential unless we have that. Oh, thank you, Janet. You're a wonderful mom. I love you sharing your daughter's story. I just want to hug her. And it's all about you. You did that. It's you, she's she's gotten her love from you. I mean, you look what you've done to so many people. And thank you for saying I've inspired you. I hope I hope, you know, you never know who's out there. That's why I'm so focused on showing up, showing, you know, that you just want to help. If we could help save one person, we've done our job. We really have in today's world. Absolutely. And I love it's like you you help you help the veterans, you help cause, you know, all different causes that are close to your heart. But I want to now focus a little bit about the girls in Africa. Okay. You know, I was speaking about my daughter, and I want to speak about all of your daughters that you have that are there in Africa. Tell me a little bit about what is your your connection to that beautiful continent oh and the special place. It is, Janet. And I would say Africa and South Africa, they're two different, but people think they're the same, but there's two different causes. But my heart is there with those girls. And thank you for saying daughters. Um, thank you for recognizing that. Um, they are close to my heart. Even some of the guards that have guns of woman, Helen specifically. I saw the picture yesterday. And when I looked at the picture, and I'm going to share that um, for everyone it just brought tears to my eyes and that smile that that you I, I, it's it's really it's the truth because that picture when they say 
it's, it's worth more than 10,000 words. It's a million words. Um, she's, she's special. I know exactly who you're speaking about. Thank you, yeah. Janet. It's about the girls and the guards. And you're such a, you're such a gift. You pick up on this. Not many people pick on up on what you do. So if anyone's listening to Janet, she's a <laughs> right now and all she does, you are a gift, Janet, for you to know that about Helen. She and the connection there is, and I'll tell it real quickly because it is the girls, but she's been a guard running with me since 2018. And she's she was placed, I went there on vacation with my best friend to Africa. It's in the book. And I was coming back five days to run an Ironman. Surprise, surprise, as you would probably laugh at me, Janet. <laughs> and I had to run. And they the, the resort kept telling me to run in this tent on a treadmill. And I said, no, I have, we have all this land. I just want to run freely. This is freedom. Like, no, no one does that. I said, well, call in some guards <laughs> and we're going to run. And they called Helen before the race was a race in 55 miles running across Africa. She helped me start. We ran together. She was out of breath. <laughs> and then all the waiters, they came out the next day to run. So we started this, Janet, and then this was June and came back and did the October 55-mile run through the Serengeti and connected to all the girls in 2018. But Helen, every time I'm there, I send a message to make sure she's flown in. So our connection is deep with yeah. her daughters, and she's the only female guard in that government. And I didn't know that at the time. Wow. I didn't know it. And all the men guards I know as well, but she is a force to be reckoned with, but she's so genuine, as you could see, right? We oh, just cry. For sure. <laughs> for sure. She's an angel. She's an angel, you know, who, who may, she may have been out of breath. She needed to use her wings. Did she? <laughs> but she was holding that gun. I mean, that huge, huge gun that, so you, she really couldn't, she was running with a gun, right? She was, she was running with the gun and we text all the time. I just got something from her this weekend. Thanks. When am I seeing you? I said, October next year or 2023 this year, however you want to say it with our podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She's amazing. Oh, she is. She's very special, very special, but you are who you attract, right? And it's like really angels attract angels. And are there parts of, um, her culture that you've incorporated into the fiber of who you are? Her daughters. Um, she, How old are their, her daughters? In their teens and 18. Mm -hmm. And she is a great mom. And when we go speak at the girls' school and the mm -hmm. boys' school, Helen's, we're together. And it, she's always guarding and she puts her hands up. I mean, there's some pictures where people are just coming at because they want to touch the hair, Janet. The girls over there shave their heads. They're taught in an early, so when, so they're all about touching our hair. They would go crazy over your hair. They, they're taught to shave their heads. So why, why is that, it, that to, um, what is that about the culture to shave the heads, uh, their hair? Because many cultures, um, there's a reverence to hair. Hair holds memory, right? American Indian culture, they don't cut hair, right? Because it, it's, it holds memory. What is it about that culture that, um, do you know that the history behind that? I would say that right now it's for lack of maintenance. Got it. 
Got it. Because we're always giving out female hydro, you know, napkins. We're giving out their hygiene. Yes. They can't keep up with it. They're taught that it's just, they don't know how to groom and hygiene. It's so sad. And that's why I'm so focused on helping them through sports. That's why we give out what we do. It's all about wellness and feminine hygiene. And to show those girls work hard, persevere through sports. Who's going to run through Africa 55 miles and done it three years now. And I mean, Janet, it's not, you can't control the wild animals and Helen's right there. Helen is right there. Yeah. That's unbelievable. But through sports, um, there's also a sense of confidence that awakens because the adrenaline, the, in, the natural endorphins that happen. So there's this every single day, if you do a little bit more, a little bit more. I mean, that's incredible here um, now in competitive sports where when we were younger, we used to play outside in the neighborhood, right? Outside on the streets or whatever. And, and you know, I remember used to, I used to play um, two-hand touch football. Is that like, that's, I guess that's where my daughter got it from. <laughs> I, I thought it was my husband, but it actually, it's probably me. Who knew? You know, I love, I'm a big NFL girl too. I love football. Love. Yes, we do. That's our dream uh, job, right, Janet? <laughs> yes, Absolutely. But what I what what they do now is that because it's so hard to bring community together because there's so many like distractions with technology, they do like, you know, um, flag football and tennis. Well, all these different sports, right? Team sports. But Mm -hmm. every single person gets a trophy. So nobody's left, you know, um, you know, nobody feels bad. But at the same time, it isn't really earned. You can do nothing and then you still get a trophy. So what kind of message is that sending? You know what I mean? Yes, I do. That's a whole, that gets my hair split, Janet. It really does. Absolutely. And then you have children and girls that you have um, in, in, in Africa and South Africa and in all different parts of the world that appreciate everything. Their trophy is of you coming to visit them, you know, like this is something that is earned and respected, you know, don't you feel like in different continents, of course we have, you know, there's a culture behind it, but even though it may seem that monetarily currency, that -hmm. they don't have the resources that they need yet, there's, there's a richness when it comes down to connectivity and of the core values. That's why I go to Cape Town. There's a connection from Africa and um, with Alana and they're so much more grateful, Janet. They're so much more grateful. And we look forward to it every year. The Cape Town Marathon, speaking to all those girls who's advanced in the academy through sports. And we keep showing up no matter what, no matter what, because if I can be a constant denominator in those girls' lives, I'm going to do it. I'm on a mission to do that in anyone's life, quite frankly, that wants that wants to some help. I'm going to all I'm going to show up. I'll be that. You need me there. OK, don't worry about what needs to happen on the back end. I'll show up, Janet. Might not be pretty, but 
<laughs> That's okay. I want you to be my denominator and my numerator. How about that? <laughs> you could you could be both. <laughs> I'll I'll take it. I'll take it, and I'll appreciate it every single second. You know, but whether it's it's the truth. It really is the truth. I mean, but whether you're in the boardroom or on the bike path or in any continent, you know, you've proven time and time again to be an amazing leader, an amazing role model, a hard worker that nothing comes from nothing, right? Yes. And you're not afraid to get your hands dirty. Like, I mean, grit and grind. Like, this is this is the name of your book. And, um, you know, this is... This is, there's been a lot of like coverage recently, like I, on Elon Musk's takeover Twitter and his approach to running his business. I'm not criticizing anything. Absolutely not. I feel everyone is unique in their own way. And he asked his employees to work long hours at high intensity, right? <laughs> While yes. asking them to commit to hardcore culture. Not that we know everything, you know, that goes behind closed doors, but what do you think of that approach? Yeah, I I don't mind it, but that's how it's delivered is different. I wasn't in the room, so I couldn't hear the tone. Right. Certainly, the, the delivery is different. But I I agree about hard work. Hard work. And there's not instant gratification, Janet. And I hope people understand that. Like you said, showing up time and time again, it doesn't come. And he's this is instilling a different culture as well. Correct. And I think that it's a, a delicate balance in today's world. But it needs to be, nothing is given to you in life. And I've been trying to show that my whole life as yeah. well. And some folks think they just see a picture, Janet. And Elon's right. Let's, you need to commit. Do you, when you're out in Ironman, do you show up unprepared? No, you'll die. You have to commit to yourself oh anyway God. for hard work. So in my mind, it's like, okay, I'm there. I've committed my whole life to hard work. Absolutely. And a little bit every single day, but it's what the energy that you put in the commitment. Common denominator. I mean, sure. We have our days, right? Where our energy is, is low. We're, we're human. Of right? <laughs> of course, certainly. But I want to be around people that I'm depositing, not withdrawing all the time, the energy, right? That Correct. it's all about who you're with and surrounding and you will have those energy drainers. But like, we talked about earlier, you purge them and you need to because some people can't elevate with you. No. And that's the discernment of even friendship too, of yes. the, the users and the ones of like the, the givers and the takers in the sense right. where there isn't that reciprocity as well. And what I love is like your commitment, not even your commitment. I keep on saying your commitment, but that seems to be your common denominator too as well. But it's your love and devotion and your loyalty to all of your childhood friends and of seeing the souls and growing together and honoring that and every year getting together and making sure you keep connected with the core. And, and that's just it's, it's such a beautiful um, balance that you have, because someone who from from looking from the outside in of their how they would measure success you're pretty successful. But when it comes down, it's like all of all of those buckets, those containers are full and it's made with love. I love your dedication to your friends as well and your family. It's beautiful. You have to, oh, you have, you have to come next year. That's been going really, on for, for 
Oh, Kelly reminded me yesterday. She sent a picture 2017. Then she sent one 2015 today. But it's been going on, Janet. I didn't realize for over 12 years. And I love getting everyone together because it's my nucleus. And yeah. they have something to look forward to. And people don't have those friends from two when you're two and three and sixth grade. Those right. are the whole walks of life that embrace each other that celebrate each other and i think that's so important true. in life so true you know when we first met you know how we first met we met your childhood friend kelly was there and my childhood friend that has known me since birth was there susanna and right. susanna and brenda yeah since since we were born basically we've been friends and susanna and brenda became friends and that's how we connected you know, going back, and it really is, that's the nucleus. That truly is. So tell our listeners and viewers, what is next in the life of Rhonda Vettiri? Where in the world is she going to be? And what is it that you are going to bring magic to next? Oh, thank you, Janet, for asking. I'm going to be focused more, uh, still common denominator, right? The core pillars won't change, giving back in those countries. So more magnified how's that in those countries yeah beautiful more magnified very intentional not being diluted uh focused on i've had some calls which which company to turn around even though i have doing a couple of them but it's all about bringing joy in the workplace without sports mental health you'll see me through sports and stem i'm still on this stem through sports uh, perspective and then talking about the races if race across america comes forward this year um it will be for veterans first responders but we're going to do it with a sleep program so more to fall on that in three weeks jen i'll let you know but it's going to be totally different so i'll just put a little teaser out there because i haven't talked about it to anyone I am so excited to learn more about that. And I love how you weave in the STEM with the sports. You're an incredible, you're, you're a master alchemist, an incredible weaver, and when I, a dream weaver, not just a regular weaver, a dream weaver. And um, it's been an honor to connect, to have this time with you. But before we log off, I do, I'm going to, we're going to play a little game. Anything for you. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's do that. We're going to, this game is called this or that. Okay. okay. You know, so who's the black sheep? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this or that. No. So let's, let's play the game. Now, and just whatever comes through, you know, to your day or night. Day or night? Day or night. Night. Pizza or sushi? Pizza. <laughs> I know you're Italian. Mountains or oceans? Oh, that's hard. I know. Oh, I like them both. I'm a swimmer, so ocean, but I loved the mountains. <laughs> Documentaries or comedies? Documentaries. Dog or cat? Oh, Janet, that's hard. Or bunny. Bunny. <laughs> I love animals. You know that. Lions. Lions and tigers and, and everything. Okay. Phone call or text? Text. 
Okay. Disco or hip hop? Disco. Yeah. I know you love to dance. <laughs> I love to dance too. <laughs> it's not danced yet. <laughs> oh, we got to go out and dance. We're meditating. We're busy bringing peace and healing to the world, but we got to dance. We got to keep that frequency and vibe up high. Exactly. And cook or order in? Cook. Book or audio book? Book. Like actually, me too. I love that. That was great. Oh, I don't want the noise in my ear. No, there's something about reading. There's something I like highlighting, you know, things. I like putting the notes and um, it's it's deep. It's really deep. I'm honored you have. Rhonda, this was so much fun. So how can people connect with you to find out more of what you're doing and even, you know, be more involved in the charities and um, your heart-based projects that you are doing? How can people get in touch? Thank you, Janet. Um, RhondaVittieri.com is um, the website. There's emails that if people want to send to me, but it's RhondaMVittieri at gmail.com. Very easy. Uh, Rhonda Vittieri on LinkedIn. All my business stuff is on LinkedIn. And then Rhonda M. Vittieri on Instagram. Um, I respond to everything, Janet. No one else does. No one else does. And I, I take pride on that too. Beautiful. It was such a beautiful time spending with you. I You're am amazing. honored. You're such a gift. And anyone who has the honor of spending time with you is truly gifted. You know, not gifted, but they are given the gift. Because what you do is you give the gift of being present. Really, there's two, two sides to that. You give a present by your of your beingness, and you are a gift. You are the present for so many. So I love you and thank you. I love you too. You're a gift too. Thank you, Janet. <laughs> thank you. Many blessings. And until next time, I'd love to get you back on the show so you can tell everybody of what that next project is. Sounds great. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Angel. Thank you. Thank you, my angels, for joining us today. My heart is so full. My eyes are still filled with tears just thinking and finishing up this episode with Rhonda. The brilliance and the magnitude of the human spirit that Rhonda exemplifies is just unbelievable. So I hope that your heart is full as well. And if you enjoy this episode, please do subscribe, pay it forward, share it with a friend. And on my website on JanetNamaste.com, if you're ready and willing and your heart is open, sign up for the Vision Quest 2023. Your soul will thank you. And until next time, Namaste. Namaste.